0: Welcome. 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 You're listening to Built by Us. Built by Us. Built by Us. Built by Us. The Bricks. Bricks. Welcome back everyone to another brick of Built by Us. We're here to talk about how the election went this year. And while we don't have the full numbers and statistics, we're going to talk to you about what we have. So, in North Carolina, we have over 7,300,000 eligible voters. And as of November 16th, 75% of them turned out, or of us, we all turned out, right? Um, and that's the most ever. So it's something that should be celebrated.
1: And I definitely am celebrating. Woo. <laughs> Another thing that we're celebrating is the fact that more votes counted than ever before in this election. And that's kind of because, you know, COVID, a lot more people voted during the early voting period. And that allowed tons of tons of folks to fix their registration issues on site rather than voting like provisionally on election day and maybe it not counting. So that's like a double win for 2020. woo. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> So now let's get into more of the specific numbers of kind of what we saw from voting this year.
0: Yes. So absentee voting. Uh, as we all know, a lot of people voted by mail this year. And as of November 14th, we're for sure that over one million people in North Carolina voted by mail, which is yeah. crazy when you think about, you know, there's only about seven million registered voters. That's a really high percentage. One million is a big number in itself. So you've <laughs> already impressed me. And it's over a (laughs) million. So that's voting by mail. Then for early voting, the in-person 17-day period, 3,627,799 votes were cast in the early voting period.
1: We needed to give you that full number just because it's so impressive.
0: (laughs) It's so big, so many people went to vote. Exactly, it's
1: such a big number to even just think about.
0: (laughs) And it just goes to show that here in North Carolina, we've known in the past, but it's just a really decisive way to show that early voting in person is the most popular way to vote here.
1: For sure. And then of course there is election day, you know, and we have numbers for that too. So about 900,000 voters were able to cast their ballot on election day. And that's still a huge number. All we were talking about is huge numbers because it's huge numbers of people that turn out for voting.
0: (laughs) And election day is uh, the time when provisional votes would happen. So earlier, Alyssa mentioned that more votes counted this year because less people voted provisionally, which is true. It's super exciting because a lot of people voted by mail, and if there were issues, they used the cure process. And because of a lot of people voted early in person like we normally do, we saw a lot fewer provisional ballots, um, despite the fact that more voters actually voted this year. So that's another exciting thing about 2020. And as a quick reminder, provisional ballots are what a voter fills out if there's something that's like wrong and we're not sure if their vote should be counted. So you know they could be at the wrong precinct or maybe it looks like their registration is not up to date. You can always vote provisionally and then during the canvas we'll figure out if that vote should be counted. Um, So now like Alyssa mentioned at the top there were a lot more votes counted this year because there were way less people voting provisionally. And that's really exciting because we don't want people to vote and be not sure if it's going to count or not, right? Like, we want you to vote a regular ballot and for it to count because there are no issues. That's why um, people voting by mail who, if there were issues, they use the cure process. Or, of course, during early voting, you can fix any sort of registration issues and you'll never be in the wrong place so long as you're voting in your county. So it's really great that we saw way less provisionals this year, despite the fact that we had more people voting this year. So yeah, we had pretty
1: high turnout numbers for North Carolina. And that's because of you all. Proud <laughs> of you. So moving on to more demographic stuff we know about early voting. So in terms of turnout for Black and Indigenous people of color, that has completely gone up since 2016. And so that's a really cool thing to look at. And that even takes into account like the population increase over in North Carolina in the past four years.
0: So that's something that's really exciting to look at just in itself. Yeah. The other exciting demographic to look at is age. So as we've been talking about, the overall voter participation among the young and the old has grown for everybody. It's exciting. But when you look at youth, so that's voters under 40. um, I know that may not sound like youth, but that's just how it works when you break numbers down. So we know for sure that voters under 40 have increased their turnout by 60%. Uh, since 2016. And the reason that this is exciting is because age is dynamic, you know, versus gender representation or um, your race or ethnicity. So this means that because young people have voted 60% more now in this election cycle, that means that the young people of today are more engaged and voting more than the young people of 2016. And that's something to celebrate. It is. I think it's exciting. I think it just, it it shows that we're moving in the right direction when it comes to civic engagement and civic education. And, you know, there should never be another article about youth apathy ever again, because it's not a thing. It never yeah. was a thing. And stop talking about it.
1: <laughs> exactly. I feel like all the things we've been like, talking about leading up to 2020 are like happening in front of us. Like we've been Mm -hmm. talking about, like we had that episode in our first season about RAE, the rising American electorate. And we talked about like the groups that would be doing this and they are. And so it's really cool to see the demographics reflect what we were kind of expecting to happen.
0: Yeah. Listeners, you can't see me, but I'm like nodding my head emphatically because it's so true. It's people like you and me and all of our partners, like we did our jobs in making sure that the rising American electorate turned out, that they're engaged, that they care about their communities. Like it's true, it's happening. And it, you know, like we did it and it's very exciting. We're proud of you. Um, Yay. So... These are the numbers that we have right now. Again, uh, we focus a little bit more on early voting because we have all those numbers. So we're waiting on the statewide canvas uh, for everything that's super official. Um, Most of the county canvases are done. And if you don't know what the canvas is, listen back to our count every vote episode and then our update county canvas episode. We explain all that. Um, So we won't have the full, full uh, information until December. And then our research team will be crunching all those numbers and creating a full-fledged turnout report, which will be uh, even more exciting than these numbers. And we'll have a lot more insight to glean from from those full uh, statistics.
1: So definitely be on the lookout for that report in December. And thanks for listening to Taylor and I talk. We actually are gonna give a chance for you all to do that this episode. And so before we go, we actually asked some of our listeners to kind of, to kind of send in some of their feelings surrounding the 2020 election. And so let's just take the time to hear about how some of our listeners are feeling this year. How did this election process make you feel? Sleepless. <laughs> Stressed. Stressed. Anxiety anxious, apprehensive, unsafe, relieved,
0: inspired, empowered, depleted. How did the election results make you feel? Apprehensive, worried, hopeless, relief, very relieved, elated,
1: joy, absolute joy, relieved, joyous, very,
0: really, reflective.
1: Describe the future you want moving forward. I hope going forward, I hope it's one with genuine progress and pro-democracy reforms.
0: I would like to see a future where everyone recognizes and holds each other's humanity at the core of their decision making.
1: I want a future where people's basic needs are made a priority and provided for fully. I hope to see the arrival of a third leftist political party and maybe even more than three parties. I hope that our elected leaders can work together to resolve our country's biggest issues. I want the future to move in a direction where everyone has the ability to get everything they need in order to survive and maintain a healthy quality of life. I hope for a future free of fear and preventable hardship where the basic tenets of a healthy life are achievable for all and democracy is true to its name.
0: I hope moving forward for a future where everyone understands that every decision they make whether it be voting or organizing is something that's going to impact our future as a community and a nation. That we can progress toward RBG's and Martin Luther King's vision for our future. Thanks everyone for sharing and for listening to another episode of Built By Us. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye.